This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Today's show is unimpeachable. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. But there's a bit of a crisis. Switching career in your 40s as a woman. Switching careers in your 40s as a woman. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, September 7th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Actor Michael K. Williams has died at 54. The New York City Police Department spokesperson told EW that the actor, known for his complex and compelling performances on shows such as The Wire, Boardwalk Empire, and Lovecraft Country, was found dead Monday around 2 p.m. inside his Brooklyn apartment. As of Monday evening, authorities did not provide a cause of death or further details. Williams was born in Brooklyn, where he began his performing career as a dancer. After touring with Madonna and George Michael among their respective backup crews, Williams transitioned to stage work as an actor, appearing at the prestigious National Black Theater Company and Mel Williams Theater for a New Generation. Williams' death comes amid his most recent of five career Emmy nominations for his performance in HBO's Lovecraft Country. He is considered to be one of the leading contenders in the support actor in a drama series category this year for his performance as Montrose Freeman, the missing father of Jonathan Majors, Atticus Freeman. Once reunited, the audience learns many secrets about Montrose, including his homosexuality and that he survived the 1921 Tulsa race massacre, but still lost so much in the process. On EW's The Awardist podcast, featuring the Emmy-nominated cast of that show, Williams reflected on its short but impactful run, celebrating its achievements rather than lamenting their cancellation. Here's a bit of that conversation. Lovecraft did exactly what it came to do. There's no sadness here. There's no victims here. We, we, we put it down. And for one season show, the amount of narrative that we have started that we have changed the amount of conversation that is happening. You know, um, this show was airing right around, um, just either right before, right, it ended right before, like the what happened, the murder of George Floyd and all of these things. It was perfect timing. It's, it's not a coincidence that the week after Lovecraft went off the air, um, when the last episode aired, they miraculously found 100 unmarked graves in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The next week, you know, and then the community, our community as a human race in, in this entire country, we had Lovecraft to go back to and link. It was like life with art. Yeah. You can't make that kind of timing up. It was beautiful. And um, there is no melancholy here. We did. We, we were chosen by the ancestors to come and tell a story. And I believe that we, we delivered and it did exactly what it came to do. I'm proud of it. Proud of my little one season show. Well, you can watch that little one-season show on HBO Max. That's where you can also find all of The Wire and Boardwalk Empire. And be sure to check out EW.com for tributes to Williams from his co-stars, as well as EW critic Darren Franich's appreciation of the actor's incredible body of work. 
Hollywood and fans also mourn the loss of another great this Labor Day weekend, former Today Show weatherman Willard Scott. He was 87. And Marvel's Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings smashed box office expectations over the Labor Day weekend, landing it at the top spot. The Marvel film, which stars Simu Liu and Aquafina, took home a massive $71.4 million over the three-day weekend and an estimated $90 million for the holiday, all from its theaters-only release, exceeding its first-week predictions. Despite the pandemic, Shang-Chi set a record for a Labor Day weekend-released film, surpassing Halloween, which has held the record since its debut in 2007. Rounding out the top five for the four-day weekend were Candyman in second with an estimated $13 million, Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy landed in third with 11.2, and Paw Patrol the Movie and Jungle Cruise followed that, both with $5.2 million. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Now let's head down south for today's number three pick, Queen Sugar. As the drama returns to kick off its sixth season tonight, Ralph Angel and Darla, who you may recall finally got married last season, are planning the arrival of their new baby. But financial problems and Ralph Angel's attempt to solve them could soon spell trouble for the couple. Meanwhile, Nova is continuing to speak out against political corruption, and Charlie faces a life-altering decision, which may involve a run for state senate. Family Matters star Tammy Townsend also joins the cast this season as Prosper's estranged daughter Billy, who returns to St. Josephine for the first time in 20 years to care for her ailing father. Here's a preview. Ain't nothing too good for you or my little angel. I want to thank you for being here. You don't have to thank me, Daddy. Charlie Buttermong, I've known you longer than you've known yourself. What's up? Coast clear? Everything's perfect. Oh, my, my, what a wonderful time we're living. I feel like the world sees me as a problem. Oh, my, my, what a wonder we're still surviving. You are a beautiful, strong sister. You could make an excellent candidate for state senator. And Devin having these, like, moments at school. What kind of moments? Well, another season in the lives of the Bordelone clan. It kicks off tonight at 8 on OWN. Number two. Now we're on the verge of telling you today's number two pick. It's... On the Verge. Created and written by the Before Trilogy's Julie Delpy, the new Netflix dramedy follows four women, a chef, a single mom, an heiress, and a job seeker as they grapple with love, work, and midlife crises in Los Angeles. The show stars Elizabeth Shue, Giovanni Ribisi, Sarah Jones, and Alexia Lando, with Delpy also playing the chef, who's navigating a rocky marriage and parenting. Here's a preview. Think about Ratatouille. What made him a star? So you want me to be inspired by a male Disney rat? Newsflash, buddy. Your son's moving in. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God, the whole thing. Do you mind if I ask you a, an odd question? No, go ahead. What scent do you have on? It's intoxicating. Gotta go. Okay, what, what's going on? Are you having a heart attack? God, I'm 46, not 96. 
having a panic attack. Mm, um, how do all of you know each other? I just made out with this guy, and I think that he was toothless. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he had no teeth. Well, that's certainly one way to deal with a midlife crisis. Another way, you can stream On The Verge on Netflix now. It's trivia time. On The Verge, creator star Julie Delpy has appeared in exactly one Marvel movie to date. Was it Avengers, Age of Ultron, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, or Black Widow? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. And now let's appoint today's number one pick, Impeachment, American Crime Story. The FX series is finally back for season three, which dives into the scandal that prompted President Bill Clinton's impeachment and a media frenzy in 1998. This retelling focuses on three women at the center of the narrative. Monica Lewinsky, the White House intern who had a sexual relationship with the president, Linda Tripp, a Pentagon worker who became Lewinsky's confidant turned betrayer, and Paula Jones, the woman who sued Clinton for sexual harassment, played respectively by Beanie Feldstein, Sarah Paulson, and Anna Lee Ashford, all giving impressive performances. Here's a preview. There's a woman I'm very close to. In the midst of an affair with the President of the United States. How do I know it's true? Hello? You will lose her as a friend. I've made my peace with that. Are you sure you have enough evidence? My calls with Monica. Holy shit. It all has to come out. (laughs) The press will destroy her. You don't know the half of it. Well, it may be impeachment, but this is an unimpeachable cast. The show also stars Clive Owen as Clinton, Kobe Smulders as Ann Coulter, Billy Eichner as Matt Drudge, and many more. But that central trio of women anchors the show, forcing viewers to reevaluate the events that transpired and the parts that we, as Americans, played in it. Here's Ashford on how the story resonates in today's environment. Looking at this story with the lens of the Me Too movement and this now like sudden social awareness of toppling the patriarchy, 
I really feel like this story is not just one of the catalysts for us to, to change things and make things better, but it also, even more when I started kind of digging into the story, I realized that this was the seed that planted our political tribalism. Like, we are really watching the origin story of where we are today in this sort of, like, my team, your team world that we're living in, politically and socially. And it's just got me, you know, it was really magnified by the 2016 election compounded by the 2020 and then made, I think, even worse by the pandemic. And this was sort of the origin story for it. And a lot of the key players in the impeachment are still playing the game now. You can catch impeachment's inaugural episode tonight at 10 on FX. You don't want to miss it. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. What is the one Marvel movie that Julie Delpy has appeared in to date? Avengers, Age of Ultron, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, or Black Widow? The answer is Avengers, Age of Ultron. Delpy played a character known as Madam B in flashbacks, who apparently was a key figure in Black Widow's past. Why didn't she return for Black Widow? Your guess is as good as ours. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall and Carly Usdin.